0: Welcome to the show, this is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the uno, our audio engineer, producer extraordinaire is in the building with us. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. I said, go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hi, dude, I'm going to do an intervention with you one day, man. Uh, we also have our current best friend in the whole wide world. Dell is in the building, standing in the corner on standby. Whenever we need him, Del is always there. He's great. Dell, let the folks at home know you are real. I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me, Chris, from this podcast mostly at this point. Do it every single week. This is our 99th episode. Whoa, there's some symmetry to that. There's some, there's some tension to that. 99 episodes, 99 episodes. We started this once upon a time. I want to say it was 2018 in the year of our Lord before we ever heard of a pandemic. Nobody had ever heard the word pandemic before uh, before March of this year. Nobody, nobody. So yeah, you guys might know me from this show. I also have uh, some YouTube channels, Chris versus the World, uh, Comedy Channel, Laser Lemon Gaming Channel. I got I to point that out. But as far as this podcast is is concerned... You can download this podcast anywhere. Podcasts are sold for free. We are there. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. If you are listening to the show for the first time, you know maybe you're in your your friend's car, or maybe you're in your own car and your friend took over your speaker and you're listening to me right now, this show is called Chris to Chris, and we need you to subscribe. We want 8 billion people listening to this show, and currently there are not 8 billion people on the planet, so we need more people, and we need more subscribers. So go ahead and join the party. It's a fun time, I promise. Uh, Speaking of the show, we have a great one for you this week. We're going to be talking about Amazon's answer to Stadia. We're going to talk about Xbox and Bethesda sitting in a tree F U C you know what, uh, we're also going to talk about easy, easy, easy stressful classes, listener questions, a whole lot more. It's going to be fun, okay? It's going to be fun, so let's get into it. Uh, speaking of stress, <laughs> I've got some, uh, I, I just said it was going to be fun, and I'm saying, you know what, uh, speaking of stress, I want to talk about how stressed out I am. Whew, I, I don't know how to bring this up. Uh, I think last week, last week probably the week before maybe the last several months I've talked about the the fact that there was going to be a super mario 3d all stars for the nintendo switch finally it was finally announced it was finally released nintendo said hey we're only going to uh make this available from from uh september through march and then it's gone forever right and that included uh, super mario 64 super mario sunshine and super mario galaxy if you are counting okay and in all my brilliance, I said, you know what? I'm going to buy a physical edition of this game because I want my son to be able to go to college. I don't know if we're ever going to get somebody like a, a hard, hardcore uh, hardcore lefty that really wants to give my, my kid free college. So I can't, I can't bank on that. I can't bank on that. But what I can bank on is Nintendo to save my ass from the fire. So I said, you know what? I'm going to pre-order this thing right away. As scummy as this might be from Nintendo. Nintendo's pulling a whole Disney Vault thing. As scummy as this is. This is my ticket. This is my ticket to make millions and millions of dollars by hoarding this game. You know, I get a physical version of this game. I could sell it later for big bucks. So, you know, I pre-ordered a physical copy from Best Buy. And the game came out last Friday, the 18th. And Best Buy said my copy would arrive on Friday the 18th from UPS. It did not. So they said on Saturday. It will be here on Saturday, the 19th. It did not arrive. So the next day... It was just delayed. No date, no nothing. So I got in touch with them and I said, yo, what's up? What's up? I had to I had to go through their website, kind of weed through the, the shenanigans. They said, hey, have you tried this? Have you tried going to our website? Yeah, I'm on your website right now. I'm on your website. You're not providing me the answers. So I was able to pull up the little online chat, chat with a rep thing, and I'm 90% sure I was chatting with a bot. But, you know, whatever. If the bot wants to get me what I want, fine. So I'm chatting with the bot. And I said, look, uh, this game was supposed to be here two days ago. What's going on? And they said, oh, let me check that out for you. Came back to me. The bot said, it was lost. It was lost during shipment. It was lost during transit. Whatever. Lost in transit. Lost in uh, transitlation. So I said, okay, it's lost, right? Like, is there anything you guys want to do for me? If not, you know, that's fine. I'm not I'm not, going to be like a greedy asshole that's going to like try to punk out a bot or a 10% chance of being a real person. I'm not going to try to just punk you out and be a jerk to you because I've worked in so many customer service jobs. That's not my game. You know, if you want to do something for me, okay, we can be friends. We can be friends. But they're like, no, uh, we don't want to do anything for you. Uh, we'll, we guarantee you, we'll, you know, the, the game's going to come here. We'll, we'll, we'll reship it. We'll ship it back up. And it'll be there by Tuesday. All right. Tuesday. Tuesday. You know? I said, nah, I'm good. Uh, just give me the refund. I can get it from another, re- another retailer, another vendor, whatever. Somebody that I know will get it to me. An Amazon of sorts. Jeff Bezos will personally hand-deliver it to me uh, from his uh, billion-dollar yacht. So they did the refund. Great. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I immediately just did a download of the digital version. I'm like, okay, I can just re-download this whenever I want. Next day, the game arrives. The physical copy of the game arrives. Oh, whoa, whoa. So, all of a sudden, I've got two copies of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And that's awesome to me, right? That's that's honestly what I wanted. That's what I wanted the whole time. Don't, don't tell Best Buy, but that's what I wanted. I wanted to ha- be able to just download this. I wanted it tied to my account forever. And then I wanted that physical copy that I could sell for my son's uh, college education. So, I thought, great. All right, cool. You know, I've been... I, I've been given an opportunity to to have my cake and eat it too. And I told my wife, I'm like, hey, guess what? Check this out. Guess what just happened? Isn't this awesome? I got, I got, I got the downloaded version. You know, I paid for it. I paid for it. But I also got the refund and they ended up giving it to me anyway. She's like, ah, so what are you gonna do? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What am I gonna do? She's like, Well, you're gonna return it, right? You know? what i was like well you know that, that's wrong that's wrong you you essentially have uh stolen a game I'm like, well, i didn't steal it they gave it to me after they refunded me i did pay for it once upon a time and they were the ones that told me it was lost so it's not wrong right She's like, you know, you're messing, you're messing with things, you're messing with things. Uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get your blessings. I'm like, whoa, baby, this is our blessing. This is our blessing. We've been blessed with a free game, a free game that will pay for our son's college. Even though, you know, there's probably like ten million other people that have a physical version of this game right at this moment. That means ten million other millionaires like myself. That's that's the way I see it. Anyway, I'm trying to figure out what to do here. So. I'm gonna let that just kind of simmer in my head, and we'll'll we'll, we'll, we'll uh, come back to that a little bit later. In the meantime, let's move on. It's just the tip of the week So I'm starting to realize that a lot of interesting things happened uh, to me and to other people when I was in middle school. my you know for example my my, my dad. He he left our family when I was in middle school. That was that was interesting. But I guess I what I'm trying to say is that I'm starting to notice a pattern here. I, I've been talking a lot about, you know, going to junior high a lot lately. And again, I don't know what you call that in the UK. I can't remember. Or whatever country you're listening to this from. Whatever. Junior high. We'll say junior high, middle school. I, I've been thinking about it a lot. And that's kind of weird because that was like 20 years ago. But today I want to talk to you about what uh, Mrs. Uh, actually, I still don't know if it's cool to use real names because uh, Mike never does his job. Never does any freaking research for me. <sighs> I want to talk about her. And she has a great name, too. I wish I could just say her real name without worrying about it. We're we're going to call her Mrs. Moody. Mrs. Amudi, And I can't remember if she said she was from Africa or the Caribbean, but I, I want to say Africa. I want to say Africa. I, I I knew we were in for a real ride as soon as we met Mrs. Amudi, because she got on stage during orientation on like the first day of school, and she introduced herself with a very thick accent. And we could hardly tell what what she was saying. This was a diverse group of kids, but none of them were, like, straight from Africa like she was. So uh, we were just like, she seems nice. <laughs> she seems nice. She's, she, you know, she's very smiley, very happy to be there. And, you know, all right, cool. Like, I was kind of like, the only concern I had was that I wasn't going to know a damn thing this this woman was saying to us, but... Again, you know, she was talking on stage through a, maybe a microphone, maybe no microphone. I don't know. Point is, it wasn't the best way to get a first introduction of somebody if uh, you were going to have a hard time hearing them or hearing them. No, I could hear her just fine. I don't know what I'm saying. Point is, it was it was a weird first introduction. We'll say that. And I mentioned this before, but my my middle school was, it was a Christian school. I went to... I went to public, I went to a a Christian school and then I went to public school, but uh, my, this was a a Christian school and Mrs. Moody was teaching like a Bible class of sorts, something like that. And I barely remember because that class turned sideways on day one, super quick. It was just like, okay, like I, I, we had no idea what we were in for. Neither did she. To be fair, it wasn't a huge school. It wasn't like one of those tiny ass little schools, but it wasn't huge by any stretch of the imagination. So there were only like two teachers teaching that Bible class that particular year, and Mrs. Amudi and one of the English teachers, uh, what was her name? Uh, Mrs. Amudi was teaching Bible, and Mrs. mm, We'll call it Mrs. Don't Sue Me was also teaching Bible, and Mrs. Amudi's class was. What's what's another word for amazing? It was incredible. It was an incredible class. But it also went off the rails constantly, constantly. I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember ever learning anything about the Bible in that class. I remember watching I Love Lucy though. We watched that show quite a bit. We watched so much I Love Lucy that some of the kids eventually got tired of watching it all the time. I remember my friend just being like I don't want to watch Lucy today. <laughs> and that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Because watching I Love Lucy, instead of doing like a popcorn reading of the book of Psalms, was a dream come true for any child. But like I said, you know, the class went off the rails a lot. Mrs. Zamudi, you know, she she would open things up for discussion more often than not. And I remember her yelling, about just how bad and sinful the world of today is you know she said oh there's there's kids walking around with condoms right this second half the class didn't even know what a condom was so i remember all that what i don't remember is doing homework in that class we this was a time by the way this was a time when my mom told me this later she's like oh yeah uh well I remember getting so much homework as a kid. And my dad would be like, you have like he, every day he'd be surprised at how much homework I had. And my mom told me like years later like, "Oh yeah, they were trying something new uh with your like class uh, that particular few, couple of years. They were just trying to overload kids with homework. That was like the new thing they were trying." I don't know. My mom was a teacher so so that's what uh that's what I I I learned was that uh we were the guinea pigs. Like, we were the guinea pigs that got got the the zap, the electric shock treatment. Point is, I don't remember doing much homework, or any homework, really, for Mrs. Amuti's class. I remember every single week, Mrs. Don't Sue Me's class, they were getting slammed with homework, and essays, and tests, and pop quizzes. <laughs> it sounded hard. It sounded really hard. And here we were, you know, just sitting in Mrs. Amuti's class. And we were upset that we had already seen this episode of Lucy, like what the hell, Fox? What the hell, Fox? What kind of a what kind of a local station are you running here? We already saw this one. Yeah, we know Lucy and Ethel hide the chocolates. We get it. <laughs> and our, and our uh, companions in the other class are just like just dying over there, like. <laughs> Having to gather sources, go to the library to find some kind of uh <laughs> some kind of companion book to the Bible. They probably had to pull up the Book of Mormon to find some extra material. I don't know. So uh <laughs> so we didn't have to do any of that. You know, they're they're taking quizzes and tests all the time. Actually, speaking of tests. We're, I I I love taking tests in uh, Mrs. And Moody's class. It was just like, hey, you're gonna bump your grade up today, because what what would happen is she would take the the study guides, or she would make study guides for us, uh, and we we were we were allowed to use the study guide during the test. What's that called? Like an open open notes kind of test. And I remember doing that in college. Some occasional classes would have open notes tests. And that's great, right? It lets you prepare. It lets you uh, show that you did your work, whatever. But the study guide in this class was literally just a copy of the test, word for word. She had the test. She printed it out like 30 some odd times and gave everybody a copy. Here it is. That's your study guide. So, you know, it was, it had blanks in it that you would have to fill in, but she'd give us time. Like, okay, class, get together, figure it out, figure it out. <laughs> so we'd all just kind of get together and start uh, figuring out the answers to this test, filling it in. And then we take the test. We take the test. Sometimes we just take the test right away, But you know? We did really well on those tests. We did great. We did great on those tests. Of course we did. But as I alluded to earlier, the class would get out of hand a lot, right? It would it would get a little crazy. Uh I feel a little bad. This poor lady she had a hard time getting us under control. And she was no she was no Michelle Pfeiffer. She was no any other white chick trying to play dangerous minds. You know, she wasn't that, that, uh that teacher. She was nice. And I guess the, I guess that trope is supposed to be a nice teacher. I don't know where I'm going with this. I just realized, like, I'm talking about this African teacher. I'm saying she was no white chick, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that she was even more innocent than these uh made up, White chicks in uh, the '90s. So uh, she would get angry at us. I don't know how, how else to say that. She would get mad. She get, she get angry at us. Uh, she she would start to threaten us at certain occasions. Uh, she said one time, "If we don't calm down, there would be no more Lucy." I'm not gonna try to imitate her accent. A Chris of another time would try to imitate the accent, but I can't do it. I can do a Russian accent if she was Russian. I would I would uh I would do a Russian accent, but I, I can't do the African accent as well as I, I'd like to. So she said, if you don't calm down, no more Lucy. And we're just looking at each other like this is out of this world. We're being threatened. <laughs> we're being threatened that we're not gonna we're not gonna get to watch Lucy anymore. And meanwhile, kids on the other side of the hall are just busting their asses, sweating and crying, and they don't know how good we have it. <laughs> so, you know, when she, when she would get mad at us, she would uh, tend to point to this uh, wall in the back of the classroom. It was a magic wall. The way I look at it, it was magic. It was this magic wall in the back of the classroom. And she would point at that wall, and she would shout things like, I have a degree. I have a degree. And you know what? I'm sure. I'm sure that she had a degree. I'm sure of it. But there was no degree on that wall. She would point at it and shout that she had a degree. But there was no degree on the wall. And one time, you know, she would just point and say whatever at that wall. One time she pointed at the, at, at the wall and she said, I have balls. I have balls. That's okay. Let me pause there for a second. That is something I think about at least once a year. Mrs a moody saying that she has balls pointing at that wall now for context for some reason i don't remember why she was talking about like uh you know the the red p e dodgeballs, tennis balls basketball soccer balls whatever she was saying for athletics right i don't remember why she said that but she pointed at the at the wall and screamed i have balls But, of course, you know, there were no balls on that wall. So, of course, what I'm trying to say is you could feel the cultural divide in that class. She spoke English just fine. Very thick accent, but she knew English. I I would not contest that at all. But she was not up to date on mid to late 90s slang. One time she got mad at a kid for some kind of misunderstanding. I'm sure it was a misunderstanding. And I think she kicked him out. So one of the girls in our class said, you be tripping. Mrs. Amudi." lost her shit. She Her eyes like bulged out of her head and she started screaming at the girl. Get out of my classroom. Get out of my classroom. Get out now. Girls like looking at her like, Whoa. So she gets up, walks out of the classroom. As Soon as the door closes, Mrs. Moody, she just kind of woosahs, breathes a little bit. And she turns to the class and just very calmly says, what is tripping? What is tripping? I think I'm kind of doing the accent there. Not well, but not in an offensive way. She says, what is tripping? She didn't even know what this girl said. Before she blew up on her. And uh, you know. That was the end of the gravy train at that point. That that was it. That was the straw. Not too long after that. Mrs. Moody no longer worked there. And I know. It was because of some. Some snitch ass kids. That don't know a good thing. When they see it. You know. They are probably complaining for months. Maybe to their parents. Maybe to the principal, whatever. Just complaining for months. And that was the straw that broke the Bible Belt. So this week's tip is to, you know, stop snitching when you got a good thing going, yo. Just stop. You think that you think that the PE teacher that replaced Mrs. Amudi was just going to let us watch I Love Lucy and uh, use the test as a study guide? No, no. Uh uh-uh. uh, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. You gotta think ahead. It was in, the thing is the snitch was probably a kid that was like just just gnawing at his freaking fingernails all day. Like I'm not learning anything. I'm not learning anything. What am I getting? I'm supposed to be reading hours and hours of Psalms right now. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call video game corner. So, Video Game Corner was pretty easy this week. Uh, the, the big video game news happened just right away. Right away. As soon as I woke up on Monday, I saw it on my phone. Notification said, Microsoft has announced that they are or have bought Bethesda. And uh, Bethesda's, really, Bethesda's parent company, ZeniMax. They bought them for seven point five. dollars billion dollars do you remember donkey kong country yeah Dell. yeah yeah i like donkey kong country you know nintendo actually just put out donkey kong country 2 on the switch online service the naming scheme for their super nintendo online service is ridiculous it's like uh nintendo switch online super nintendo entertainment system something ridiculous like that point is they put out uh donkey kong country 2 on there which is great that was uh, the second game we ever owned for the Super Nintendo. The first game we ever owned, we got a year earlier, Donkey Kong Country, the first one. I think I liked uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 better. I think it was a better game. They're both, you know, they're both good, though. They they, they both have great music by, uh, what's his name? that Tim Wise. Grant-ish. I wish I could remember. Is it Tim Wise? I'm gonna come back to you guys with that in another episode, but the music is wonderful in the Donkey Kong Country games. Uh, but you know, Dell, we're actually talking about something else right now, so uh, we're we're gonna get back to that, okay? Uh, back back to Microsoft and Bethesda. Like I said, uh, Microsoft spent seven point five billion dollars for Bethesda and Zenimax, and just to put that in perspective, Disney bought Marvel, all of Marvel, for four billion dollars actually you know they bought star wars for four billion too just to put that perspective and i would say that both of those especially marvel would go for a lot more in 2020 so uh you know now microsoft owns the rights to some of the biggest ips in the video game industry they put out a picture it had a dishonored on it uh wolfenstein the elder scrolls that's uh skyrim if you're keeping track of the last like 10 years of skyrim ports fallout doom uh the evil within prey and the the new ip they announced starfield so bethesda puts out quite a bit they they own quite a bit bethesda has also historically been a publisher And some people are excited about this because it means games like The Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield are going to go straight to the Xbox Game Pass. Meaning, if you're not familiar, if you pay the the $10 per month for Game Pass, you can play all of the new Bethesda games without dropping $80 a piece on them. But the funny thing here is that Bethesda had two exclusive games lined up for the PlayStation 5. They weren't even thinking about Xbox like that. They had two PS5 exclusives and no exclusives for the Xbox. Uh, The the PS5 exclusives were Deathloop, which was supposed to be like a launch window title, but it got delayed to early next year. And then uh, the other one was uh, Fast and Furious Presents Ghostwire Tokyo Drift. And these games were going to be at least timed exclusives on the PS5. I shouldn't say they were just straight-up exclusives, but timed exclusives. They would eventually come to uh, uh, probably the Xbox. I think they were coming to PS5 and PC at launch. And Microsoft said, okay, you know what? Uh, We bought the the company, but we're still going to honor this deal with Sony for these two particular games. But after that, it will be on a quote-unquote case-by-case basis. We will decide. We will decide at the time if Bethesda can make games for your precious PlayStation 5, right? So some people think that that means there is a snowflakes chance in hell that Microsoft spent $7.5 billion on Bethesda just to let them keep making games for all of the other competing systems too. Like the only benefit they'd get out of that is like a i don't know what their royalty is like 20 20 30 percent royalty on the profits of the game or the the sale profits i should say like so any company whether it be microsoft sony or nintendo if a third-party company publishes a game so say say i can't use insomniac because they're first party now say activision releases a new Call of Duty game next year. I know, that's a, that's a stretch. It's hard to believe that Activision might release a new Call of Duty game right a year, just a year after they released one this year. I know, it's hard to believe, but just, just try to walk with me down that crazy road. So say Activision releases a new Call of Duty game next year on the next Xbox, and the next PlayStation. Actually, it'll be on both systems. Uh, You know, it'll be on the old systems too. Who are we kidding? So they're going to release it on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, okay? Microsoft and Sony will both get about a 30% cut, 20, 30% cut of that $60 game. Or in the case of next-gen $70, whatever they're charging for it. They're going to get a big cut of that profit. So some people seem to think that Microsoft spent $7.5 billion on this company just to get the royalties to release the game on all systems or the games on all systems. No, they want the exclusives. For years, people have been shitting on Microsoft saying, Yo, I mean, like, the, the okay, like, I like your controller, I like Halo, I like Forza, I like Gears of War. But that's kind of all you got. Like, you, you guys don't have a lot of exclusives. And Microsoft, over the last few years, have admitted this themselves. That's why they've done so many acquisitions. This is the biggest acquisition they've ever done, but they've done several over the last couple of years. So they're trying to Write uh, this ship in the in the correct direction. I feel, I, I know I I bludgeon that that uh, that phrase, but you get what I'm saying. They're trying to steer the ship in the right direction, and I don't think that they bought Bethesda to just release every Bethesda game on the competing systems. No, I don't think so. I think there's a very good chance that the Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield and maybe Doom and Wolfenstein. Are going to be exclusive to the Xbox and PC. That's what I think. That's just what I think. So I'm, I'm saying what I'm trying to say is lower your expectations. Don't expect to see Elder Scrolls Six on PS5. All right, right. That that's it. You know. So so now Microsoft can say, look, just look, look, look. We bought all of your favorite games. You kind of have to join us now. You kind of have to, right? We get it. You know, you, you got to buy a PS5 for that God of War. For that Last of Us. For that Ghost of Wherever. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Wherever. But now you got to buy an Xbox for that. To get your Elder Scrolls fix. I'm, I'll be real. I never played Skyrim. I haven't played any of the Elder Scrolls games. And I'm okay with that. I feel okay with that. I don't feel the need to. But a lot of people... I know there's a lot of PlayStation gamers that love those games. But for me, you know, I do like Doom. I do like Doom. But as I've established in this show before, the best thing Microsoft ever did for me was decide that all of their games are going to PC as well. Because that means I don't need to have an Xbox and a PlayStation. I can have one. I can have one. I can have a PlayStation and a PC. How about that? And a switch, or whatever Nintendo's doing, because Nintendo's never going to be in this little realm that these two companies are. Anyway, uh, you know that—that's your your feel-good story of the week. Uh, one multi-billion-dollar corporation absorbs another multi-billion-dollar corporation. It's a real. It's a real fairy tale story. Anyway, normally we'd we'd play a voicemail here, but uh, no voicemail this week. But uh, Disney. I want to talk about this. Disney Disney finally stopped playing uh, chicken with uh, COVID-19. The movie Black Widow has officially been delayed to May of next year. That's 2021 if you're listening uh, in, a, in a date that's of the future. What am I trying to say? Ignore me. Ignore me. Except for the next sentence. Just ignore everything I'm saying except for this sentence. People are—they're uh, they're speculating that because the movie uh, *Tenet*, Christopher Nolan's *Tenet*, did poorly, you know, Warner Brothers, this is Warner Brothers' fault. They—they they, they had some real balls here. They had some real balls on the wall over here. They—they they said, you know what? We're gonna—we're gonna save theaters. We're gonna bring theaters back, and we—we we want theaters to come back because we spent a lot of mo- money on this movie. And we want you to spend money on it, too. (laughs) So they said, you know, we're releasing Tenet to theaters. And it did not do that great. You know, it did better than any other movie. But no other movies are playing in theaters. (laughs) So it did better by default. People aren't going to theaters. Okay? Uh, Warner Brothers, Disney, Paramount, Sony, whoever. They're going to have to accept this right now. Okay? people just aren't going they're not going to go you know when i say people i mean the masses because obviously there's always going to be somebody at least in america we're talking about look out it's america land of the free we'll we'll get to that (sighs) point is uh tenet didn't do that great so now it's it's scaring away the other studios from releasing movies in theaters this year so they just keep saying next year Next year, everything will be back to normal. Don't worry about it. Next year is going to be awesome. Actually, I think... What is, who has the rights to it right now? Sony? They're, they're still saying that uh, the James Bond movie is coming out in November. But right now, as of uh, September 25th, Chris Chris is officially doubting that. We're pre- pressing X to doubt. I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening in September or November i bet you they delay i bet you they delay otherwise uh, the the next story tenant will be gone christopher nolan will thank he will thank sony for releasing james bond 007 whatever it's called to theaters in november because people will no longer be blaming you know screen rant and av club they will no longer be blaming tenant for the downfall of theaters. They'll be blaming 007. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated on that. Anyway, uh, normally, like I said, we play a voicemail here, but we don't have voicemails this week, so maybe you guys forgot how to do it. Dell, let the listeners know how they can get in contact with us. Leave us a message. Call 909-486-3673 and talk to us with your mouth. Thanks, Dell. Hey, let's move on to the news. So this week's news story is actually kind of like a bit uh, a bonus video game corner story. Amazon uh, just announced Google Stadia 2. Essentially, that's what they did. They're calling it Amazon Luna. It's pretty much a point for point copy of Google Stadia from what I've seen so far. Uh they you know they announced a bunch of products uh on Thursday. One of them was from Ring which they own. They own the Ring security company and the product they had is like a a drone with a camera that circles around your house. It's real uh real big brothery, real real uh 2020 scary kind of shit i don't know i haven't seen the video maybe it's awesome anyway let's talk about luna like i said this is uh pretty much exactly google stadia but possibly better and possibly worse they have a subscription fee it's like seven dollars a month i think it's officially 6.99 i don't know six or seven bucks a month i want to say seven seven bucks a month for the uh trial or the what was it essentially the beta well we'll call it the beta And they have a list of games that they have available. They have games like Sonic Mania, Resident Evil 7, Control, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's like the only new game on there that I see in this picture is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, and Watch Dogs Legion. But here's the caveat there. Those are both uh, Ubisoft games and you have to have a separate subscription for the Ubisoft channel. So they're going to have channels. With different publishers so they're gonna have their own amazon prime uh, channel or i mean i'm sorry luna plus channel oh it's 5.99 a month i said seven let's let's walk that back it's six dollars a month they said unlimited hours of play blah 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 right now it's uh currently 1080p maxed at 60 frames per second 4k coming soon Stream on two devices at a time. You can play on PC, Mac, Fire TV, and web apps for iPhone and iPad. Supposedly, Android is coming later. And then the Ubisoft one is more restrictive. Uh, you can only stream on one device at a time. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the Ubisoft one's probably going to cost considerably more. I think Ubisoft's uh, current uh, subscription model they have on the PC is like $15 a month. So whatever. You know, they, they showed off their controller it looks a lot like a switch pro controller but cheaper like the buttons look cheaper and i don't know it is what it is their their theming is purple so the controller itself is like it's black grayish color but the sticks on the on the actual the you know the analog sticks themselves are purple they're twitch purple we should say and if you don't remember amazon owns twitch they have this whole promo video for this thing. It's a couple of kids that you could believe that they would play video games. You just wouldn't believe that they would play games uh, through Amazon's streaming service. Kind of like you wouldn't believe anybody would play games through Google Stadia. N- at least, you know, young uh, <laughs> young kids that uh, don't look like they've uh, uh, just been molded into pudding. What am I trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, It's pretty much Stadia. It's pretty much Stadia for Amazon. They even have... Okay, so I don't know if you guys remember when Google first announced Stadia, they had this feature where if you are watching somebody play a game on YouTube, you can click a button and instantly play that game via Google Stadia. That feature still hasn't come out for Stadia. Still hasn't happened. Amazon is promising pretty much the same thing, but via Twitch. So you're watching somebody uh, stream a game on Twitch. You could play the uh, push the button to play it. If you if you're already a subscriber, you can instantly play that game. That's the idea. Assuming that game is part of whatever channel that you're already subscribed to. I don't know, but uh, I guess we'll see. Sounds like they might be 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 beat be Google to the punch. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say that. Anyway. Let's move on. Um, I, I, I still got to decide. I'm still... I'm still wrestling with my conscience here. Conscience? Conscious? Conscience. Conscience. My conscience, as uh, my spelling test would like me to remember. I'm still wrestling with my conscience about this whole uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars thing. I'm thinking of actually making an official up-and-loaded TikTok which is insane for me. I've just never really went that far. But I'm thinking about making an official uploaded of TikTok because I have a very specific video that I want to make and it requires me to own a physical copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And you know, like Walmart just bought like 20% of TikTok or, or the US shares of it. I don't know. Something like that. Point is, Donald J. Trump is happy now, so TikTok might not be banned in America anymore. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. So if I make this video and it goes viral on TikTok, I will tell that bot working the chat service on Best Buy's website that, hey, okay, look, you gave me a free game. But if the video doesn't go viral, well, then I keep the game. And I assume that the universe always wanted me to have a free copy of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I'm pretty sure that's how karma is supposed to work. Actually, hang on a sec. Oh my gosh. I, I actually... You gotta be kidding me. I, I, got, a, I got an email from Best Buy. Customercare at BestBuy.com Hi Chris, thank you for choosing Best Buy. Uh, and yeah, that's not a good that's not a good start that's not a good start this is a follow-up email with regard to your order number bby01 blah 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 i have currently checked your order and it seems that it has been delivered yesterday if you receive the item i highly suggest to return it to any of our local Best Buy stores or via email using an electronic return label to avoid charges on your account. We appreciate your loyalty for being a My Best Buy member, blah, 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 blah. Sincerely, I'm not going to say her name, but it's a her. Wow. So I'm a little bit convinced that, uh, well, you know, we'll give her a name. Her name is uh, Champagne. Sincerely, Champagne. And I'm convinced Champagne is not a bot. I'm convinced Champagne is a problem. She's a thorn in my ass. Her job is to look and see if uh, anybody's trying to scam her. I wasn't trying to scam you, Champagne. You guys kind of scammed me and then got... I don't know, I want I say you got scammed yourselves, but, you know, you got bit back, That's what I'm trying to say. And Champagne's job is to be the the barking dog. She's the pit bull, saying, look, you better give us that shit back, or we're going to charge you. Do you guys think that she, they, they would actually charge me? Can they prove it if I don't reply? Granted, you know, this is a, a podcast that wants 8 billion people listening, so maybe Champagne's already a, a devoted... A uh, fan of this show, in which case I'm screwed. But maybe, she, you know, she's a, a future fan of the show, in which case, you know, maybe a couple years later she'll be like, oh shit, they got me. They got me. They got me so good. I mean, that was too many years ago. Like, I can't do anything about it now. But right now, she, she's after my ass. She's after my ass. I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I don't know. I guess we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But right now I'm leaning towards just not saying anything. And see what happens. They could charge me. They could charge me. But if they charge me more. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll I'll keep you guys posted. I'll keep you guys posted. Hey Dell, What time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you very much Dell. Our first question comes from Yuli. Yuli asks. Are you an imposter? Yoli, I am absolutely, most definitely, positively not an imposter. But, I also think that, you know, we should all split up. It'll probably be, you know, safer that way. Thanks for the question. Our next question comes from Marquez. Marquez asks, what do you think about them shooting new scenes for the Justice League? Marquez... My wife and I watched Justice League one time on demand about two years ago, and I can honestly say that if you asked me what happened in Justice League, I couldn't tell you shit. I can't tell you a damn thing about that movie. It left absolutely no impression on me at all. Less than Suicide Squad, and that movie is bad. That movie is bad. So, I think shooting new scenes for Justice League is an excellent idea. Reshoot the whole movie if you have to. The closer they get to to just remaking the entire thing, the better. That's the way I look at it. So thank you very much for that question, Marquez. I I hope we get an entirely new movie out of it. I don't don't even want to watch. I have HBO Max, and I have no interest in watching Justice League again. Devin asks... Why are there already two angry reacts? Devin's referring to the uh, the feeler question I put out on Tuesday. Saying, hey, you can ask us questions. Actually, Devin, I think we're up to like four angry reacts. It's, it's insanity. But uh, to answer your question, Devin, every now and then, we post something on our Facebook page that universally just pisses off the audience. Last time this happened, it was a horrifying picture of... Jennifer Hudson from the movie Cats. You know, she looks like a cat. She looks sad, and when I say she looks like a cat, she looks horrifying. She doesn't look like an actual cat. This week, you know, we 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 pissed off our audience by letting them know that they can ask us a question for us to answer live on the show, like we do every week. But for some reason, it pissed people off this week. Also, just to just to be clear, and I I hope you're listening. But this is totally Nick's fault. This is Nick's fault. Nick, this is your fault. Nick uh pushed the 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 first angry emoji domino. And the rest just fell like candy. Like like disgusting disgusting uh not cotton candy. Cotton candy is uh just sugar. Uh what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say the wax garbage? Hold on. I don't feel like I could proceed if I don't get this right. Candy corn. Nick, you have uh, given us all candy corn this week. Thanks for the question, Devin. Oh, Devin also asks, of all the Bluths and extended family, which family member is the most terrible person? Great question. All of the Bluths are pretty bad people. Devin uh they've all sold each other out at one point or another at least probably several points or another but the most terrible Bluth has to be Lucille Bluth the matriarch you know she she drove drunk crashed the car and then switched seats with her unconscious son before the cops came so you know he'd take the fall she put another one of her kids in a coma she let her kid uh, believe that she was three years younger than she actually was and didn't tell her she was adopted she also absolutely ruined their youngest son Buster he's the worst uh mama's boy you'll ever see on tv or in real life I don't know if you can differentiate between the two and you know she just doesn't care for Joe. Also, she also might be the uh, best character on Arrested Development. I highly highly recommend uh, you guys watch that show, at least the first three seasons. Those are gold. Uh, The latter two are hit and miss. Thanks for the questions, Devin. Uh, Now we're going to move on to a little thing we like to call the Ken Blitz. We got uh, several questions from our uh, listener, Ken. Ken asks, of the two questions Devin asked, which do you think lacked soul? Honestly, Ken... I liked both of Devin's questions. I'm I'm pretty sure Lucille Bluth lacks a soul though. So there might be a connection there. I can't I can't confirm or deny that. Uh he also asks, which animal do you look forward to becoming extinct? <laughs> well, Ken, I don't root root for the extinction of any particular species, but if the the birds that are always shitting on my car just disappeared forever? I don't think I'd miss him. I honestly don't think I'd miss him. Hmm. I, I I think I might just shrug that off. Uh, next question is, if time is of the essence, is essence of the time? Can essence is a product of its time. Essence by today's standards would never live up to the hype of today. You know, Gandhi called for peace, but he was also kind of a racist. M.O.K. fought for rape. Uh, he fought, he fought, against racism. But you know, he had some trouble juggling the ladies. Am I making sense here? You following me here? We essence is just a product product of its time. We can't (sighs) Whoa, that was heavy. We we can't we can't judge it by that. We can't judge it by today. We have to judge it by the time it is of. Next question, uh what is Mike's preferred pronoun? Please answer without using any nouns. Great. Mm, mm. Okay. Going forward, I'm going to answer this question without any nouns. I don't think it's possible. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. A pronoun by by extension is a noun, right? Pronoun. He is a noun. She is a noun. I can't do it, Ken. I can't. But to answer your question, with nouns, Mike prefers to be referred to as a Zool, the gatekeeper. Thanks for the question. Thanks for the easy question. A uh, Last question. If this was the last question on Earth, would you answer it? I guess that, that all depends, you know. Am I the last person on Earth? Am I? Do I have unlimited time here? Or, you know, just a lifetime's worth like, do I have 20 years left in my life? Whatever. Am I the last person? Because I think at first, I would refuse to answer the question. Like, no, I can't I can't answer the last question. That means there's nothing left to answer. But I think eventually, I most definitely would answer that question over and over and over and over and over as many different possible ways as I could. And I would go back on it too. I'd be like, no, I can't answer this question. Every other time I've answered it was just phony baloney. I wasn't really answering it. I would come up with some kind of excuse because you have nothing better to do when it's the end of the world. Thank you for the questions, everybody. As always, you can ask us a question on our Facebook, on our Twitter, at up and loaded, U P N L O A D E D. We also have a website called up and loaded.com, U P N L O A D E D. Let's move on to some poll results. Last week we asked uh, which presidential candidate excites you most. Twitter absolutely bur- buried our poll. And uh, we, we no, none of you could uh, come up with uh, any any kind of uh, good answers. We asked uh, what was the best uh, w- which presidential candidate excited you the most the old guy or the older guy? They're both uh, some geriatric fools and uh, you guys were just too heartbroken to vote. So uh, this week's poll asks, should we just stop making polls Should we? What am I doing this for? What am I doing this for? I don't want to end on a negative note. Hey, Del, uh, go ahead and do your thing. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook for your mom. Yeah, thank you, Del. I I can't officially encourage this, but, you know, if your mom wants to subscribe without knowing she uh, subscribed or liked that page without knowing she liked the page, so be it. So be it. Wink, wink. Oh, uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is our 99th episode. You know what that means? That means our next episode is our 100th episode. I think we should do something special for that. I think we should. I think I think that makes sense. Uh, guys, you have been wonderful. You've been a wonderful audience this week. Don't forget, of course, to uh, subscribe to the show. Follow us on the social medias, as I mentioned. In addition to uh, Facebook and Twitter, we're also on Instant Graham Cracker at Up and Loaded. Guys, this has been episode 99 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else.